Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. I am so honored today to have as my guest the intentional networker herself, Patty Danucci. Hello, Patty. Good morning. Hello. How are you? I'm doing great and especially excited to be talking to you today. You've got a book by that title, The Intentional Networker. And I have read this book and I see so much practical, powerful, just concrete advice for how to do this thing called networking. And you've become somewhat of an expert in this field, haven't you? Yeah, I guess. I guess, a, a, I don't know, sometimes expert makes me nervous because I sh- certainly haven't learned everything about networking. But uh, what I tried to do is offer a book that, that helped people be a little more purposeful and productive yes. and polished as they go out into the world and connect with people, which happens every single day. Anytime you're with other people, there's an opportunity to network. It's, I, I really like your take on this networking idea. I, it felt to me, Patty, almost like a mixture of just be a genuine, valid human being mixed with think a little bit about how you impact people. Right. Think a little bit about who you are and what really works for you. And think about what you want. And then show up in a manner that's in alignment with the first two, who you are and what you want. Those are the first three chapters of the book. And and that's usually where someone Mm -hmm. calls me or sends me an email and says, hey, when are we going to get to the part about handing out business cards and shaking hands and elevator pitches? And I believe, I'm pretty sure that's all in there. Some of it's in there. Mm-hmm. But um, and it's been a few, you know, it, it's been a few years since I wrote the book. But I, I didn't focus too much on those little things that everybody else seems to cover. I wanted to take a more holistic approach and assure people that networking is not one size fits all. Um, there are some definite practical rules and guidelines for engagement, but in the end, you still have to be an authentic version of your best self. Exactly. In order to connect with the people that are going to make a difference for you and to connect with people where you're going to make a difference for them. Patty, we've got some of our listeners who own their own business or they have a, a home-based business that, that relies very heavily on networking. In fact, we call yeah. it network marketing sometimes. And I know we've got people listening who are engaged in delivering a message of some kind, Uh, professional speakers like you and I are, um, authors. All of us, all of us have a need for this networking. Sometimes the word networking itself triggers some emotional responses in people. Yes, like and, people wrinkle their noses and sprinkle up their faces and just kind of grimace yeah. and go, ugh, I don't really want to do that. Especially introverts. 
Um, you know, mm-hmm. introverts who are working at home tend to really like working at home. There's a reason and, why they're doing it. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, I can really relate to that because I'm what's called an ambivert. And that <laughs> is someone who's half and half. I, I love working at home. I love getting into my creative zone and having the solitude. But then I need to get out and meet people to, you know, my, my energy flows back and forth. But I understand that feeling of just wanting to stay focused. But when I started my business in 1989, I knew that my business would fail if I didn't get out into the world and meet some new people. And I don't mean just potential clients. I mean people that knew things that I didn't know and could give me perspectives that I wasn't seeing. And so even if you're an introvert, um, you're your success is going to be limited by the people who you know. I mean, John Maxwell mm-hmm. said something like, "All your, you can trace all your success back to your relationships and where are your relationships taking you? So that is one of the many quotes that drove me to write a book to help people really get mm-hmm. down to the meat of what are you trying to accomplish? It's a part of my job is to illuminate the obvious. Yes. Which is... <laughs> Cool. You know, I really enjoy that. Uh, One of the obvious truths is that other people know more than you do. Right. In fact, there's a statistic statistic that cites that only 5 to 10% of the things we come up with are truly ours. And I've had very Mm. intelligent people tell me that they think that percentage is actually lower. Mm-hmm. If you really think about what you produce in your work, it's the result of conversations you've had, books you've read, education that you've had, um, collaborations. We need other people for success. And, and that is just the truth. It's the truth. That's right. And, and every, I know this is a bold statement. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Every solution to every problem that we have is a conversation away. Yes, yes. Because yeah. those other people, I call this my human treasury. Okay? Uh-huh. Exactly. And how you mine your human treasury. Mm-hmm. Um, those other people in our human treasury either know something you don't know or know someone you don't know who knows something you don't know. Exactly. That's exactly right. And they, they call that relationship economics. Um, mm-hmm. I've heard it referred to as your resource network. I mean, people aren't just people. They're your resources. And right. some companies are even asking the question of potential new employees, you know, tell me about your network. Who do you know that supports you? Mm-hmm. And if I were to add another chapter or another segment to my book, um, I would have added another section on diversity in your networking, and by diversity, I don't mean racial or cultural. I mean just knowing lots of people who aren't like you, people who know the things that you don't know. And, and um, the, the more diverse your network, the more influential you become because you have everything and everybody at your, fing- at your fingertips. You, mm-hmm. If you don't know an answer to something, you pick up the phone and, and find the person who knows. So we start... As I'm thinking about your book and what you've already said here today, we start with getting to know the one inside of our own skin a little better. Yeah, exactly. Could you speak to that for just a moment? Why that's so important and and how people can go about that? Of course. Well, I think one of the one of the reasons why that was so important to me, and if you look at a lot of self-help books, I know you probably know this, um, given your profession, mm. self-awareness is 
is that you can't be a leader unless you know yourself. Even if you go back to Socrates, um, he talked about the importance of self-knowledge. And so knowing yourself means that you know what energizes you, you know what makes you happy, you know what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, and you can adjust not only your work accordingly, but you can adjust how you network accordingly. Like not everybody wants to walk into a big conference where there are 3,000 people all abuzz in conversation. That might absolutely terrify somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, They may prefer one-on-ones. They may prefer a lunch group of four people where the conversation stays contained and it's the energy is not quite so overwhelming. So I just think Everything begins with self-knowledge. When I, again, when I started my business in 1989, I knew I was the boss and I knew I'd better know the boss really well. <laughs> so the first thing I did was take a course on um, the Myers-Briggs. And I learned that I'm an INFJ. Actually, I'm on the cusp of E and I, which is extrovert, introvert, um, intuitive, uh, judge, and wait a minute, I'm a feeler, definitely a feeler and an empath. And um, the J stands for judging versus perceiving. And so that's how I interact. I know that's how I interact with the world. So I'm, especially because I'm a feeler and an empath, I have to guard my energy very carefully. Now, you just rattled that off as if everybody knows what a Myers-Briggs is. Yes. Well, why don't you explain it? You probably know better than I do. It's it's a personality profile. It's It's a measurement, right. It's a tool that is used to help you gain insights about how you think, how you network, how you how you rate on certain measures of human right. personality and and different right. aspects that, that play into that. And there right. are others too, but you mentioned sure. this in your book. Get some kind of an assessment. Right. There's some right. online that are completely free. You can go to a professional who can administer one of these tests uh, from a more clinical standpoint. Right. Um, consult with people who are advisors or or counselors right. around getting to know yourself. So I just wanted to acknowledge that. Yes, that's a I tool that, that people you've know used. these things, and mm-hmm. they they don't necessarily. But and it's and I will also emphasize that's not a narcissistic thing to do. Some people say, "Oh, well, that's you know navel gazing." No, it's really not. It's the more self aware you are, the better you can function in the world. Exactly. That's what that's what you're bringing to the party. So if right. you don't know what you're bringing, it's a lot harder to approach those interactions and conversations that you're going to have with some level of confidence. Exactly. And you also realize not everybody's like you. And so you can appreciate... Um, like if I'm feeling extra introverted, I may choose to be with one of my more extroverted friends who's going to do a lot of it. I can just go along with him or her and they'll do all the talking and I can just mm-hmm. hang out and listen. It's, right. it's just really fun. I enjoy it very much. If I wasn't doing what I do, I'd probably do what you do. <laughs> I think people are interesting. <laughs> well, that is for sure. And especially like we've been talking about here, that one under your own skin and and it's yeah. a little scary to look at that sometimes, but I agree with you 100%, Patty, that yeah. getting to know that that man in the mirror yeah. first um, and, and not being afraid of what you're going to find there. Exactly. Be, be willing to be fallible and flawed and have weaknesses because welcome to earth. That's kind of how exactly. we roll here. Exactly. And yeah, then you welcome show to the human race. <laughs> in, in a much more authentic way with other people. Yeah. And people can pick up on it when you're not being yourself. They may not 
say it. They may not admit it even to themselves. But as you know, we we have been designed as humans to pick up subconsciously on traits of other humans. Are, are they friend? Are they foe? Do I want them in my tribe? Is there something that I'm not believing about them? Mm-hmm. And when we go out into the world and we're trying to be somebody else and we don't know what we're going after or we say we're going after one thing and we're really showing up in another capacity, other people pick up on that. And and it's, I don't know, I guess you can call it vibrational, but we pick up on it. We're smart enough as humans deep down inside to know that somebody's not being real with us. I think that's where some of the resistance comes from when people hear that word networking. Yes, because it's laden with being being in a room full of people who are being fake and who fake and want something from you and are just taking from you. And that's not the case. I, I don't, Actually, I didn't want to use the word networking or networker in my title, mm. but according to search engine optimization, you know, if I tried to use other words like connecting and relationship, I got all kinds of weird things. So I was sort of, you know, backed into a corner with that word, but people don't like that word. And, and that, that's okay. That's all right. Well, and there's a reason for those stereotypes. There, there is a reason. And I'm trying to change that. As we come back from this first break, Patty, let's get into some of the things that you've learned about how to do this and maybe how not to do this as we connect okay. with this human treasury. Folks, this is Patty Danucci at Live On Purpose Radio. We'll be right back. You all know that I'm excited about positive psychology. Finally, there is an app that is available to help you feed your happy. My friend Scott Wilhite developed this app. Scott, tell us about it. Well, uh, it's called Feed Your Happy. It's like seven habits meets the Fitbit, where you get Mm, mental training on seven core skills to happiness, and you get the tracking ability too, so that you can chart. Anything you chart improves faster. If you like apps, if you like games, if you like happy, this is it. Feed Your Happy, it's available now in the App Store. And we're back. Patty DiNucci, the intentional networker. Wow. I, you know what? I, before we dive into some practical stuff, I like that word intentional. Yeah. And I know you picked it intentionally. I did. I have a really funny story, maybe funny or maybe odd story about how that title happened. Yeah. I had the book all written. I had done the revised manuscript and my publishing strategist kept kept on me saying, Patty, when are you going to come up with a title for this book? Mm-hmm. And I was getting a little worried. And so one morning, here in, I live in Austin, Texas, mm-hmm. and it was a a February morning and the power had gone out because we'd had ice and snow, which doesn't happen here very often. Mm. And I had had just, the power was on just enough for me to brew a pot of coffee and then it suddenly went out. So I sat at my kitchen table with a notepad and my coffee and a candle. And I thought, by gosh, I'm going to sit here until I get a title to this book. And I had the, the subhead was clear, which is attracting powerful relationships, referrals and results in business. I knew I had that piece, but I just couldn't come up with the first part. And I said, okay, networker. I guess we have to use the word networker rather than networking. Mm -hmm. What kind of networker am I really trying to teach my readers how to be? And the word intentional just was the word. It just, I just wrote it out. It just, 
it came from God. It came from the universe. It just, it came right to me. And, and I've never looked back. I've never mm-hmm. had any regrets about that. But I love the word intentional, just like you do. It just means so much. It, it absolutely does. It, it has to do with getting clear about what your intention is. Yes. What are your choices? What are you choosing to be? What are your wishes and your desires and mm-hmm. your on-purpose um, choices? And then you know, doing I, it on purpose. Yeah. And, you know, here's one thing I would suggest to your audience. What I teach my audiences and readers how to do is before you go to any social event, whether it's just having a cup of coffee with somebody or in my case or your case, we go and present to people. Sometimes we may be presenting to hundreds or thousands of people. I sit and write what my intentions are for that particular mm-hmm. event in my life, that social thing. And, you know, maybe, maybe I'm in my car and I haven't done it yet. So if you don't have time to write it down, at least think about what you intend. And, and my, my list may say something like, I intend to enjoy myself. I intend to meet some interesting people. I intend to have great conversations. I intend yes. to teach my audience exactly what they need to learn today. And by ma- just making that, even if it's a mental list, it shifts everything. It's just, I don't know. And, and they say there's actually brain science behind that mm-hmm. um, as well as, you know, it's a prayer. It's a prayer too. So you're really tapping into something way beyond yourself. But I often tell my audiences, if you remember nothing else about what I've taught you today, set your intentions before you get together with people. It I, just shifts your attitude. I think that that is an important step in creating your outcomes. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Choosing your outcomes and it has to do with it. You start to choose what you're going to pay attention to, and you're also taking responsibility for yourself. I choose to have mm-hmm. a good time. I choose to have great conversations. Right. So that if you, yeah, it's self governance is really important. You know that you're the positivity guy. I'm the positivity guy. You know what? I was giving an opening keynote at a conference in Park City yesterday, and and I did that. Uh, just exactly what you're describing. And I'd done some beforehand too, but I turned off the radio in the car yeah, so that it's quiet in there. And I started to get clear about who is my audience this morning and what is it that I intend to bring and experience and share and contribute. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think there's some power there too in going Absolutely. in with an attitude of con- contribution Yes, service. And you bring up a really good point. I think one of the most biggest mistakes and misnomers about networking is that it's about you. And it's not. It's about serving. How can I serve others? How can, can whatever your work is, if you're a hairstylist, if you're a psychotherapist, if you're a speaker, if you sell widgets, what is your contribution to the world and how... How does what you do serve others? And if you bring that serving attitude into any networking or social environment, people will respond to you far better than if you're just trying to put a sales pitch on them. I I think that's the main thing. People don't like being in an environment where you're going to get hit with a sales pitch. No way. That's a big no-no. Networking isn't about selling. It's about connecting, having a conversation, and then starting and building and nurturing relationships with each other. How can we serve each other? How can we work together? 
How can we collaborate? How can what my, how can my knowledge improve your world? How can your knowledge improve my world? That's where the beauty is. And and let it be about the relationship, not about the dollars or the business. Yes, people absolutely. will do business with people that they have a relationship with. Right. Right. You have to know, like, and trust the other person. Right. So, yeah. So it's just step back away from it. And, you know, I think like I, my worst networking experience ever, and you just won't believe this. I went to a leads group, which apparently is very different than a networking group. And Mm. I sat down at the table and everyone knew I was a guest and a gentleman sitting across from me who was in sales. I don't know. He sold light bulbs or something. I don't really know what he did, but he leaned across the table to me and he said, you're new here, aren't you? And I said, yeah, this is my first time. Mm -hmm. And he leaned in a little farther and he said, if you're not going to bring me leads, don't bother to come back. Do you believe that? Really? That I was just like, my jaw hit the table. I couldn't believe. And now you so want to give him leads, don't you? Oh, right. I am so excited about helping that person be successful. I just could not believe the ego and the audacity and, and just the hostility of like, you better bring me something or you're, you're not invited back here. That was, I mean, I, and that was one, I think that was one of the little seeds that, that made me determined to write a book about how to do networking right. So how about a few little nuggets? Give okay. Us, give us a couple of things that, that you feel are, are key to doing this right. Uh-huh. And we've, I think we've illuminated some of the ways not to do this. If you show right. up to take and if you show up only when your business is struggling and you've got to get some leads, people are going to smell that from a mile away. Right, right. But uh, okay. walk us through a couple of steps that you would recommend. Okay, well, here's some of my favorite tips. And, and mm-hmm. I use them because, like I said, I'm part introvert and part extrovert. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to a a big networking event, say here in Austin, Mm -hmm. and I know there might be a hundred people there. I always go early. And the reason why I do that is because I can go, I can be leisurely. I'm not going to be in a rush. I'm not going to walk in the door all frantic because I'm running late. I will be among the first people to arrive. I can go to the registration table, get my name tag, check in, and I can look at some of the other name tags to see who else will be there. And maybe Mm -hmm. I'll know some of the people and maybe I won't. But then what I might do is hang out by the registration table as other people arrive. So there will be this trickle in of people as opposed to arriving a little late and you, you know, frantically running up to the registration table and getting your name tag, and then you walk into the room, and everyone's a buzz in conversation already, and the challenge becomes, well, who do I talk to? Mm-hmm. Um, so getting there early will help you ease into the energy, and you can also even tell someone who's at the registration table, like if maybe it's put on by an association and there's some board members hanging around, you can even say, hey, you know, this is my first meeting. I don't know anybody here. Would you mind introducing me to a couple of people as they arrive? And most people are absolutely happy to do that for you. Okay, so that's that's one tip nice. um, just to sort of get away from that overwhelm. Now, if you if you happen to run late and it just was unavoidable, if you walk into that room and everybody's in conversation, scan the perimeter for someone who's standing by themselves and go up and talk to them. 
because they're probably suffering from the same anxiety that you are. Mm -hmm. And you may be the one who breaks the ice for them. And if you go up and start asking them questions like, you know, what brought you here? Do you know the speaker? Have you ever attended these meetings before? You know, if you wanted to ask them what they do or anything like that, you can certainly do it. But I have met some of the most amazing people, other authors. I met a gentleman who does Sandra Bullock's hair here in Austin. Oh, wow. And he was he was only at the meeting because his mom ran the meeting. And he's like, the only reason I'm here is because of my mom and I don't really want to be here. Oh. And he and I had a delightful conversation about all kinds of things. But, you know, so that's the, you know, what to do. If you can be early, be early. But that's what you can do if, if you're running a little late. Um, where I, else should I go with that? Can I just jump in on, on this too? Sure. You, you said first a networking event. Yes. And I think we could even just delete the word networking. Because a social event. Any event. Right. Is a networking event because other people are there. That's right. And if, if we look at it this way, you shared an example in your book, for example, where some, some guys showed up to an event unprepared for networking. Right. Do you remember the right. example from your book? They, they were like in shorts and flip flops. And, oh, yeah. And then you said oh something God. from the stage about, oh, we've brought in these headhunters. Right. <laughs> Someone who's looking right. for... And they're like, oh, you didn't tell us. We're not ready for this. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I pull that one all the time. It's so funny. Yes, because you don't know when you're going to have a conversation or meet somebody that's going to change your life. And, you know, granted, we don't have to be walking around our, our social lives or our everyday lives in a suit and tie. But if you're going to something that's a professional setting, um, show up as your best self. And I have a segment that's called How to Show Up as Your Best Self. Mm-hmm. And, and, but the example that I give in the book is, yeah, if, um, if you're attending something, there may be somebody in that group who is the next most important conversation you'll have. It could be the dawn of your big break. And are you really ready? Do you have your business cards? Do you, do you look polished? Is your hair groomed? Are your shoes shined? Are your teeth brushed? Do you have your a sample of your, your book or your manuscript or your resume or whatever it is. Are you ready? Um, one of the most important conversations I ever had took place in bed, bath and beyond about two miles from my house. It was a networking meeting. No, I really, well, it really wasn't, but it turned into one and I <laughs> well, just happened point, to have right? what I needed in my purse. Like I had the business cards and I actually mm-hmm. had a copy of my book in my purse and I handed that to this gentleman, and it ended up being a very important contact. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just be prepared and, so and do what it takes to be your best self. Be ready. Be prepared. Show up as your best self. Yeah. And understand that every event, every meeting is a networking meeting because we're talking about relationships. Yeah, We're not talking about getting business, although that's a strategic side effect of right. creating effective relationships. Right. I, um, and you know, to kind of go back to the diversity point that we talked about earlier, I joined a cycling team mm-hmm. about three years ago. And it's not a, we're not racers, trust me. We're all just middle-aged people who are trying to stay in shape. And we do a lot of fundraising rides. But I joined that team just because I love being around other cyclists and I like to stay foot, mm-hmm. stay fit. 
And as a gift to my team, I gave everybody a copy of my book just as a gift. Mm-hmm. I got two really good pieces of business from that group and from that act of generosity. I got to work with two Fortune 500 companies um, who I never Fantastic. would have gotten in the door with if I hadn't shown up and tried something different and shared a little piece of myself with all of them. Mm. So don't hold back. Don't hold back. Be generous when you're with other people. Be generous, be authentic, show up. Mm -hmm. This is what the intentional networker is all about. Once again, folks, the book is The Intentional Networker by our friend and guest today, Patty DiNucci. And Patty, they can get this book where? Well, it's on Amazon and pretty much any other online retailer. Yeah, if you're in Austin, there. Texas, they have it at Book People, which is our local independently owned bookstore. Mm-hmm. So just, and it, you can get it on Kindle and in print. Um, and what often happens is people buy the Kindle version and they like it so much and they, they know they want to bookmark it and dog ear it and highlight it that they end up buying the, the print version too. And they make, oh my gosh, they make great gifts for college grads or for people who are changing jobs or transitioning into their own business. I think that there is some practical advice and some tips here. We've covered a few of them here on our show today um, that could help anyone because every problem that you have, the solution is a conversation away. It's there in your human treasury. Uh, Do the networking. Become the intentional networker. Exactly. Just be, it doesn't take that much to be, to be better than everyone else. And, you know, it's not about competition, but it's just what little extra things will you bring to the conversation that will make you more memorable, more likable, and will build your trust and reputation. Mm. Well said, Patty. Thank you so Thank much you. for joining us here at Live on Purpose Radio today. Pleasure to be here. It's time, everybody, to go live on purpose. Yeah.